Welcome to the Beauty Me podcast. My name's Sharice Kenyon and I've been writing about beauty for around 15 years. During that time, I've heard so many stories about how we approach beauty, our routines and the traditions that make us who we are. I wanted to create a space where I could discuss these rituals further with people from around the world. For me, it's all about beauty without the BS. Hi there. This week's guest is the second in the IGTV Meet the Founder series. And my guest is Charlotte Ferguson, psychotherapist and founder of Disciple London. With over 75% of skin issues such as adult acne and premature aging being caused by stress and inflammation in the body, Charlotte set out to use her psychotherapy background to create a range of skincare products that would heal and calm a stressed out body and mind something that we've all been dealing with much more recently. Three years on, Disciple products feature adaptogens, prebiotics and essential fatty acids and I have to say they smell amazing. In this episode, I wanted to find out more about the challenges Charlotte has faced as a sole founder and of course how COVID has brought up its own challenges and I wanted to know how and why she started her journey. So, Charlotte, let's just get started get with into it. your why. Like, why? <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> Sometimes I do wake up in the morning and ask God why. Um, <laughs> just because, like, at the at Dis- Disciple is pretty much just me. And I have two part-time people who work with me. And so, especially during COVID, it's been like, we've I've really got no staff. But, um no the why is basically because I was um I'm a psychotherapist so that was what I did before I started Disciple and so I was working in the NHS and it was intense like I was working as a a bereavement counsellor and I was also seeing people in my private practice at home in my garage and um, (laughs) it was nice (laughs) (laughs) multi-use space and um so seeing clients at home I was seeing mainly women experiencing um stress anxiety trauma phobias um all of that stuff and and also working as a, a therapist in the NHS and I I was personally I was just really overworked and overwhelmed and this was kind of in my late 20s early 30s and um I was working like 12 hours a day in the NHS then I would get home and then I would have like three hours of seeing clients and then you know what you know it, you know what it's like you just but you're trying to build your career so you're just like I you know I'm, I can do this but at the same time it's like when you're I'm sure you know like when you're stressed and you're anxious you know you don't make the best food choices you don't like <laughs> right whatever's there <laughs> yeah, exactly and then you're like well I'm still buzzing from work so I need to like decompress so you might have like a couple of glasses of wine or whatever and it's just you know the combination of all of that stuff but mainly the stress and anxiety and burnout really affected my skin and like in my 20s I never had any breakouts at all my skin was great and then in my sort of late 20s early 30s I developed like a chronic adult acne and it was like all over my chest and on my back and on my cheeks and then I also developed alopecia as well, um, which is just a horrible thing. Huh? It's also stress related. Yeah, exactly. Because it's all about, it's it's an inflammatory condition. So it's all about stress, anxiety. And and also when I was working as a therapist, I, the people that I was working with, I noticed that, we noticed together that when 
they were really stressed or or really anxious, really going through something that this it would reflect in their skin, right? Yeah. It's like it's real, it is real. And so, you know, if they were having a particular, you know, if someone's going through a divorce and it was like really stressful and they were coming to just kind of like learn some some sort of coping strategies but also to delve a bit into you know like their own patterns and stuff like that but if they were really identified some some stuff and they were working through it it reflected in their skin so it might be you know adult acne like it was for me it might be psoriasis or eczema it could just be very dry skin it could be very oily skin you know it's these kinds of it's what cortisol does to your skin and so I was like I've always loved skin like it's hard to not love skincare and when I was a student I worked at Space NK like over 15 years ago like on the shop floor and so I've always been I've always loved skincare and when my skin was really bad I was like I would spend loads of money on products and I took Roaccutane and uh, you know antibiotics and like the pill and all of this stuff to try to you know to try and sort my skin out and as soon as I stopped taking it, it came back. And I was like, I, I knew intrinsically that it was coming from inside. Um, and I, and obviously like working with, with patients, I knew that stress and anxiety affected the skin very clearly in a very obvious way. And I think like psoriasis and eczema are really obvious examples of that because people that do, you know, they are inflammatory conditions and they do just flare up when you're really stressed. Yeah. And because we're all chronically stressed, we've got this like slow drip of cortisol, like constantly right. run like an adrenaline. Right. And it's just there. That's not how it's meant to be. And so our body's not able to cope with it. And that's why we have, you know, when you're really stressed, you're like cortisol kills collagen which is like, you know, if there's any incentive to like de-stress. Look, I, I've said so many times, I'll literally say to my husband, when I am stressed, I will say, I can feel the cortisol. I need to stop it Yeah. because I'm going to age so fast. Like, Hopefully. what can I do to just reverse that reaction? And you just said there, I mean, cortisol is, is meant to have a use. But like you said, we've had this slow drip because of COVID. Let's, you know, yeah. we've had 18 months of this slow drip of this chemical instead of it just being there to like alert you, you know, you're scared, you're this or that. Instead, it's constant. Yeah. And yeah, the, no wonder people were having more skin conditions through being at home. You know, it's it's amazing to me. I'm guessing you must have seen, I don't, you don't still see patients now, I take it. No, I don't. I when I was working in the NHS, I was like, I don't know if I could do this for the rest of my life. Like, it is so intense. And there is great support and everything, but it's just such an intense thing. And But actually, now that I don't do it anymore, and I haven't done it for a couple of years since Disciples kind of taken off, I actually really miss it. And so I'm trying to think of a way that I can fashion my life to, like, do Disciple, but also to do... And, and I would love to be able to see people for free because I think that that's what's needed and so I'm trying to think of a way to make that work because I really do miss that that kind of connection working with people and so yeah I think and so that's kind of pretty much like how Disciple started because I became really fascinated in because I couldn't find anything that worked for me basically I was like 
you know, I, I was throwing money at the problem in a bit of denial, if I'm honest, just being like, you know, I will I will go into the department store and spend money and they will sort my skin out for me. And it's like and it also that's not taking personal responsibility for what's going on. And it's like self-care is such a sort of like zeitgeisty thing. But actually, some things about self-care aren't that fun and they're not that. They're not that like sexy. It's sometimes it's like going, forcing yourself to like go to the gym when you don't want to. Sometimes it's not going out for that drink that like everyone else is going out for. And and sometimes it is about self-reflection and like, what is my role in this? And am I people pleasing? Am I like saying yes when I should be saying no? And so I think really at the root of what the kind of what I want Disciples Message to be about is like, Yes, skincare is great and the products are designed to help your skin being in like the best condition it can be under the circumstances of our stressful existence. But it's like that it has to be a full holistic thing because, you know, like you were saying, if when you're stressed in your in my 20s, I probably... I hardly ever slept. I was like out all the time. I was, do you know what I mean? Like you you do. Stress and you add exactly, exactly. And you can get away with it, right? (laughs) I'm 38. (laughs) The collagen's on your side. But like now I'm 38 and I'm like, if I have two glasses of wine, if I have the third glass of wine, I wake up the next morning and I'm like, I feel a bit rough. And it's like saying that I do have a glass of wine here. But but it's, it's, it's like you have to understand like what's going on in your body why it's going on and then make the changes because what you how you treat your skin in your 30s and your 40s decides how it's going to be in its 50s and its 60s and not just your skin but your whole body it's like how you treat yourself decides in those later exactly it's like preparation 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 totally Um, what's been your biggest hurdle in making this a reality your business you've been going how how old is the business it's three years old okay, it's three so- years old so it's kind of I guess the biggest the, the most difficult thing is firstly I'm a solo founder so it's just me like I don't have a business partner I, my husband like your husband really helpful like helps out with the stuff he's got his own stuff going on but he's also yeah. you know knows about business stuff so he helps me out with that because that's not my background so I don't know about the financial stuff yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like being a solo founder is is quite stressful and I guess it's just um like honestly I think knowing when to not look at what other people are doing like uh-huh. I mean do you know what I'm mean? like I'm just yes. about it like because I know it's all it I know it's all good being like you know oh you know net, let's network and let's like like you know, and networking is amazing but going onto Instagram and looking at other skincare companies and seeing what they're doing and 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 then being like oh okay so maybe I've gone sometimes I've gone so far off track off of like what actually the core of what I should be doing is because of insecurity and so actually sometimes the best thing for me is just to have blinkers on put my head down and be like I know what my mission with this thing is I'm just going to keep going with it and actually that's when it's been most successful because that you know comparing looking at spending hours on Instagram looking at what other people doing like what 
you know, it's just it's just too much. And, you, you know, and it doesn't help you in your creativity or it, no. it, drags, it drags you away from your creativity. It drags you away from your spark and from your what you're actually meant to be doing. And so and I think that's that ties into being a solo founder because I don't necessarily have people to bounce. I don't have anyone to bounce ideas no. off of. So I'm like, oh, um, why don't I just have a quick look on Instagram and see like what the what's going on in the world? And then I'm like going from all the different like skincare brands being like oh they're smashing it or oh my god I want to be like be stocked there and oh they're doing an SPF maybe I should do an SPF and it's like no just no like yeah, yeah focus so that's kind of like been some of the most difficult things but actually I've learned that quite quickly and I know what makes me feel bad and drags me off of the path so I'm trying not I don't do that anymore I'm so much. glad you ad- admitted it because as a founder because you know we often have that conversation about ourselves as individuals on social media the pressure to perform and you know everybody else is doing better than you and as a brand founder i just feel like that's so i just really admire that you would say that because you could come on here and be like yeah my brand is this my brand is that like i didn't even know you were so a solo founder because i've always thought the brand looks so polished and accomplished and so you are doing an amazing job trust me well <laughs> but that's also like the flip side of that is that you know what you put out there in the world and and i am really proud of the products and i do really love them and i use them you know every day the flip side of it is that people think you're like this massive company and which we're not we're not this massive company i did i honestly did i we we, we are we 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 are kind of like we do have it's weird because we kind of we are we are kind of successful but we don't have that we don't have and this is one of the things that's really i think is really important to talk about like a lot of people I think most people, most sensible people, when they start a company, particularly a skincare company, they're like, okay, so um, I've got this idea for a company. I'm going to go and raise a load of money. I'm going to get some investment. And then I'm going to create the products because I've got some ideas. I didn't do it like that. I was like, oh, my skin's really bad. Literally in the beginning of Disciple, I had in my stock room, which was also the spare room, I had 50 products. That was it. And whenever someone bought a product, I'm talking like three years ago, if someone bought a product, I would take the money from that and then make like 20 new products. And it was literally that it was that in the beginning because I, I was, I didn't, I didn't know that I wanted to make a skincare brand. And so actually I was doing it in sort of in, in between jobs in in between see working in the nhs and having private practice and then and my husband was like helping me out a bit financially with it because obviously you have to like build your website and do all do all of that stuff and so he was kind of helping me out and then one day he was just like look charlotte i think disciples great but like what are you actually doing here is this going to be a business or is it going to be a hobby right and i i know it's really like <laughs> and i was like okay um and it really it kind of it really then I realized how much I loved it when it was the possibility of it not existing anymore was being taken away potentially and I was like no this is gonna be my job I am gonna do this 
you're not taking it not that he was trying to take it away from me but he was like no, is it a hobby like what is it what's going on yeah like what's going on because he was like because you're tired all the time like what are you doing are you like what are you doing this are you doing that so I was like okay fine I'm going to prove that it's a thing and I sent an email to the buyer at Court Beauty and I was like I'm a psychotherapist and I make this skincare and it's like adaptogens it's prebiotics it's all about stress it's all about wellness and honestly the buying team there are amazing and they were this was obviously a few years ago and they were like oh adaptogens prebiotics stress that's like what we're all about this year um let's have a meeting and I was like yes (laughs) like there's some movement something's happening um because up until that point it was you know a small like a couple of small retailers and selling from my website and so I had a meeting with Colt Beauty and honestly they were just so supportive and and that was kind of it really they they decided to place an order and and then we went from there and I think but I think not to be I always have this thing about not like wanting to come across as narcissistic because I'm a therapist so I don't ever want to come across as narcissistic (laughs) but I'm like I I think that what they really picked up on, you know, and now we're in some amazing, amazing places that I would never have imagined that we would be in. And we've got this great, um, uh, great company who make our products for us. And they're really into the fact that they're natural, but they're also, you know, they've got like high, they're sort of high tech natural. They're all about the stress element, the anxiety element. What can we do to like push that forward? Um, and, you know, being stocked in these places is like, I would never have thought that we would be in Boots, in Cold Beauty, in John Lewis. But I think that what they what the what they really like about the brand is that it comes from a real place of like wanting to solve my a problem that yeah. I was experiencing myself and that I saw other people experiencing. It wasn't just like a sort of like, oh, like I love pastel colours. I'm gonna make a skincare range that's got like pastel bottles. Do you know what I mean? You say that because some brands some new brands I'm seeing pop up. I'm just like, but anyway, tell me about how COVID has affected the business because obviously, you know, you're three years old and that's still, you know, early days. And then for what, most of half of that, we've been going through a pandemic. So the beginning of the pandemic was so busy. I think that people just had, because everyone was furloughed. Um, at that at that time it was me and I had two members of staff and then one of them left to go traveling just before COVID hit so that didn't happen um and so COVID in the beginning I think most skincare wellness businesses I think all online businesses will say it was busy it was amazing because I think people were furloughed they had a bit of money in their pocket. There was nowhere to go. Like, honestly, well, this is my experience because I, you know, you're not going anywhere. ASOS yeah. took most of my money oh, for the first God. three months. Like, like other Don't stories. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> That's where the money was going. Because in the beginning, I was like, oh, I think I could probably save a bit of my salary. Like, the money that I usually spend, like, going for dinner or going mm-hmm. cinema and going for drinks, oh, I'm going to save it. No, I just bought... <laughs> more and more black clothes on ASOS so <laughs> like, who needs more black clothes anyway so that like that was the beginning of lockdown and it was so busy it was amazing it was great and we were really able to kind of 
reach people that we'd never you know been able to reach before and I think a lot of people who weren't really used to online shopping were trying it out because they were like because they were bored and they needed stuff or they wanted stuff and it was like I'm going to try online shopping and you know and that was great and then we had some really good press at the time as well we had a piece in the Daily Mail um but yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it was pretty great a lot of readers a lot of readers a lot of readers and 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 so we had our CBD patches in the Daily Mail and it was like they flew out the door that was amazing so um the beginning of covid was great and then the supply chain problem started to happen right yeah and which was a, a nightmare so it was like you know certain ingredients you couldn't get because obviously like the shipping situation warehouses and you know the whole thing um so certain ingredients you couldn't get our products are in glass so the glass was not being made because that comes from some of it comes from europe some of it comes from the far east and so that all of that stuff started happening and then the problems really sort of started and i think that was across the board for everyone let's not mention the brexit it's not about talking about Uh, that right now let's yeah that's a whole other podcast um (laughs) that's i think that's coming down the track as well for us but um so yeah and then so that was sort of the beginning of covid and then christmas was okay it was kind of quiet and i think that actually what's been really great about it is that people have been really reflecting on like doing their treatments at home like going for the doing their facials at home doing their nails at home but also because it's been such an anxious time we don't you know we've never experienced this before um because it's been so stressful and so anxiety inducing i think the people are really becoming aware of like how stress how the anxiety and the stress is affecting them because you're kind of like you're in a bit of an echo chamber aren't you in covid it's like especially if you live on your own or it's just a couple of you you haven't got the distractions that you usually have in life you haven't got the office to go to you haven't got the pub to go to you haven't got you know the rest unfortunately all of the good stuff you haven't got those distractions anymore and so you're a bit like oh okay this is becoming really obvious to me now and so that's been good it's been bad obviously because the anxiety's been high but it's been really good because I've had so many emails from people just being like you know I've been so stressed during COVID. I've been wearing this mask. We have a lot of people who are our customers who are working um, in, who are police, who are working in the NHS, nurses, who are carers, so many people. And I love that it, those are our customers. I love it so much. Um, I get emails from people just being like, you know, I've been so stressed and so anxious about going to work. It's It's been awful, but your products have just been so helpful and you know i use your cbd at night i use your you know the mask in your mist or i use you know dreamy skin at night and Mm. my skin has really improved so that's i just love that kind of thing really and that's what it's all about for me to be honest well i i remember there's a friend of mine who's um she's an esthetician but when covid happened she went back to being a nurse and I felt for her so much because she's an aesthetician. She has great skin, but she had to wear a mask for hours and hours on end. And she got, basically her mask knee was quite cystic and she was just, 
exhausted all the time. So she didn't have the time to really think about how she could treat it. And she just had to keep putting the mask on every single day. And I really felt for her because I dealt with masne, but at least I could choose like, well, I'm not going to go anywhere. So I, I don't have to wear a mask, you know, it's yeah. just the stress. I think it was during COVID that I learned this term ambient anxiety. And I was like, oh my God, it makes so much sense because we're not, we're not going to work. We're not even getting in the car to go to work or get on public transport. We're not having all those tiny breaks, all those little smiles and comments at the coffee shop, bars. It's all gone. Yeah. And I don't know. I think for the first couple of months, everyone was like, yeah, Netflix. Yeah, let's do this. Let's just, you know, get Hello Fresh and be creative yeah. with the food. The baking, the, the banana. Yeah. Oh, banana bread. The banana bread, the whole thing. Like, every day. Yeah. Let's buy a nice one for the weekend just to show some differentiation. But it's just, it's just even like that hour of exercise. It's not enough. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's sort of your freedom was so encroached on. And yeah, it just starts showing in your skin. I don't think I know anyone that didn't have some kind of skin issue. Yeah. Um, thanks to COVID. But tell me, just moving on from that, what is the thing as a three-year-old beauty brand that you are most proud of, like, with Disciple? Wow. Um, okay. What are we most proud of? I think I say we. <laughs> it's just me. So I'm like... <laughs> but you get taught to do that, don't you? Like, always put we in emails, even yeah. if it's just you. Exactly. <laughs> um... I think it's probably the um, the loyalty of the customers, which I'm most proud of, because we've got people who bought products three years ago and who still buy products on a sort yeah. of monthly basis. Yeah. And I know them by name because it was me sending them out in the beginning. Obviously, now oh. we have a warehouse, but it's like I go onto the onto like the back end of the website and I can still I still see their names there. And it's like I remember when I was like packaging up in my garage your products so yeah having those amazing loyal customers is is the is has is incredible um and i guess having the endorsement from some amazing retailers that's a huge huge deal so that's kind of makes me really proud um and just also that we've been able to do it without having loads of money invested in the business because we just bootstrapped it ourselves yeah. and then we had um a really small bit of investment in the beginning two years ago and then since then we've just done it ourselves so it's kind of been pretty low-key but that's the but thing, that's you know. yeah no it is good. Yours. Good. well exactly it's like i know some people own like 15 percent of their business or whatever or less or whatever and it's because it's like it's been yeah. so diluted but i mean i think it will get to the stage where that is something that we have to do if we want to keep growing just because of the way that the market is you know there are so many brands coming up there's so much cheap money that people are willing to invest that mm -hmm. it's like if we want to be relevant and stay relevant we will have to get investment but thankfully the people who invested us before are brilliant they're so lovely and they really get what we want to do so I think it's yeah it I think it's the ability to be able to just like not have you know there in the beginning, it was like I was the graphic designer. I was the website developer. I was sending out the products, you know, and that was up until 
not that long ago yeah. and and you know during covid i was that again and so it's that kind of yeah i think you have to have a bit of humility and be like nothing it's not above me to do these things like i yeah. will do it there were yeah. you know there were times during covid when we couldn't get couriers so me and my husband used to pack up deliveries in the back of our car and drive down to like Colt Beauty and deliver them drive to like warehouses and deliver them because we couldn't get them there any other way you know so it was kind of like you have to be able to be agile and flexible and to be able to do those kind of things I think so that's what I'm kind of proud of being able to do that yeah I think any especially any small beauty business that emerges during covid or or is just you know new to it the fact that you've had to pivot and be flexible and change and work with things changing that's just out of your control yeah it's got a massive plus um so you mentioned possible future investment so i want to know what is the ultimate dream like where do you want disciple to go and be like world domination no i guess it's like um I always think, well, not always, but recently I've been realizing that you're like what you want to do in your life has to come before what your business is. It's like, but disciple can't dictate what where I live in the world or like what I, how, how my life is, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like I do want to have children, I do want to travel, and I, I, you know, we really want to move to Canada, and so it's like that's yeah but like we just love it there it's just one of our things and so we're like it's it's good you would love it it's just and it's so like so many different you know Toronto is so different to Vancouver and it's just like it's amazing um we really love it there and so we're like oh that's kind of like that's what we want to do and so in a way Disciple has to fit around that and so anything that we do do any decisions that I make around it are going to be with that in mind Mm -hmm. because we can't be a wellness brand if like we're not You're doing not well. the well <laughs> <laughs> you know? no well, I'm sure that like... happens though to other brands I'm pretty sure <laughs> it is the whole thing like honestly I know so many found wellness and skincare founders who are just like you know I didn't take my makeup off last night or whatever <laughs> it happens yeah it happens but it's but for me that's kind of like in this lifetime I want to do the things that I want to do you know I want to travel I want to you know have a kid and I want Disciple to work within that um and so it's just about finding the balance and I and the I think in my experience is that the business is the better for it because you're when when I'm in a good place when I'm happy when I'm self-actualizing when I'm doing what I want to do I'm more creative. I'm more like in flow. And then the ideas for products are so much better. I'm not like scrolling through the internet being like, oh, what's the hottest? You know, I don't want to never want to be that person. It's like it's coming from a good place. It's coming from within. And you're like channeling the good, you know, the good stuff. And so for me, that's kind of what what I really want. And and so to be able to be stocked in some in somewhere really cool who gets us in North America and Canada would just be ideal because that's where I want to be. And it's like, then I'm in the place I want to be. And there's me, my husband, my dog, we're just like doing our thing and I'm getting the brand out there and thinking, you know, thinking of new, new products 
and you know because the thing is like last year we bought out i'm just being completely honest we bought out some essential oils okay and it was and which which our products do have essential oils in them but i was like right. oh let's do some essential oils and they were great they, the quality was amazing um but it wasn't really who we were like we're not an aromatherapy brand but that was because i i was like reading stuff about aromatherapy being kind of like cool or whatever and it's like no that is not mm. that is not the way it needs to come from yeah what what do i want to use what do i want to solve what was the science saying because it, everything needs to be backed up by you know needs to be evidence-based it's not just you yeah. know something that smells nice it's like it needs to be evidence-based is this is this something that's on the market already is someone else doing this better than me you know, people always say to me like oh you should do a candle it's like do you know how many amazing candles there are out there like i if i'm gonna make a candle it needs to be the best candle it's be and the best. it's got to be the best and it's like do you know diptyque do you know neom do you know these brands like i'm never gonna be i can't like right now i can't do a candle better than them they're amazing you know so that's kind of the way I, that I think about it, in a, you know, in that sense. Tell me about adaptogens because you kindly sent me a, an amazing box of products. I've been using the juice, Juicy Mist because, you know, this weather. Um, but I know, you know, you said at the beginning, your brand is built on, you use adaptogens, you use prebiotics, which, you know, I, I know a little bit about through, you know, my interest in gut health and stuff. Um, but adaptogens, tell me, give me an idiot's guide. Like, why do you use them? What are they good for? Yeah, so I discovered adaptogens when I was working as a psychotherapist. And there are loads of adaptogens. Adapt an adaptogen is basically just a, a plant extract or a flower extract or an extract from nature that um, helps the body deal with stress. And so we we already use them all the time. So, like, chamomile is a, an adaptogen that has oh. been used for a really long time. And so there are some that are more effective and potent than others like cbd is an adaptogen that's a really famous one and so i i really wanted to um when i discovered that cortisol is the thing that like destroys collagen it makes you break out all of that stuff i then discovered adaptogens which are these things that help your body deal with stress so they help to lower cortisol and they uh, work um via your adrenal like so they're by your adrenal gland so they're once they're absorbed into the bloodstream they help to lower cortisol and then i was like okay so you can take them you can take adaptogens orally so you know you might take camel tea you might have um, cbd turmeric's an amazing adaptogen um ashwagandha is as well so these are things that have been used for thousands of years in the research during the year of research that i was doing i discovered that most like up to 100% of what you put on your skin ends up in your bloodstream depending on the compound yeah so it's kind of like I mean that thing of like oh you know if it's if you can't pronounce it don't put it on your skin I don't necessarily agree with that because it doesn't mean that it's bad for you it just means that it's got a really long name and it's probably made in a lab but some amazing things are made in labs and it doesn't mean that it's not natural because it can come from a natural extract so I was kind of like researching that and found adaptogens and was like well if you put adaptogens on your skin will that help to lower cortisol in the surface of the skin but then will it also be absorbed into your bloodstream yeah. and help to lower cortisol in your body and it turns out that it does 
Um, so then I was like, right, then I need to load up some products with adaptogens. And that was kind of like the beginning of that whole thing. So we do use ashwagandha, we use turmeric, um, we use chamomile. So all different sort of adaptogens depending on the product. Um, and yeah, that was kind of where the adaptogens thing came from. And then, you know, my friend Sasha, do you know Globar? She's all about know, the, yeah. you know, Globar. So she's all about the adaptogens too. And they do a facial. So they do adaptogen drinks because they're all about, you know, drinking the adaptogens, which is brilliant because it's all about stress. And so her, it's, you know, her family heritage is all about, you know, they use like these Ayurvedic adaptogens. So she knows about it really well. And she does that in the drinks and the smoothies and all that stuff. And they also do a disciple facial, which I'm going to book you in for actually. Um, it's an amazing treatment it's like uh, so they use disciple um disciple products um crystal facial massage tools and like mass uh, ancient massage techniques and it is amazing it's super relaxing so um yeah that's kind of like what adaptogens are about really and people have used oh. them for thousands of years but i guess it's just something it's this kind of like ancient wisdom that we're just like thought was kind of like old school embarrassing witchy whatever but actually it's amazing and we need it in our lives so that's kind of the whole thing really thank you i i do on and off i do take ashwagandha and i do notice when i've had it for a good few months yeah there's just something about it that does make me more chill so i need to get back on that yeah um, but final question if there was one product in the disciple range that you would want everybody to at least try what would it be dreamy skin dreamy skin's like our number one bestseller and okay. it's actually the first product that i made and what's so good about it is that it's like rosehip oil retinol frankincense jasmine it's got prebiotics in there um it's got the adaptogens and basically you it's a night oil but because retinol rosehip works so well together, when you wake up in the morning, your skin is just glowing. And I was always like, you know, when I was in my 20s, I was like, oh, I've got really oily skin. I don't like I don't want to use oils on my skin. But actually, it is the best thing for a certain oil. If you know what oils to use, they are the best thing for your skin, like, as you know. And so this rosehip oil combination with retinol and then the jasmine and the frankincense are just so good at regenerating the skin and it's just uh, you can have a look on our instagram there's a picture of my skin three maybe three and a half four years ago and it's like cystic acne like active acne yeah. and after using after i sort of developed dreamy skin it cleared up my skin in about four months and but in a way that that meant that I, like don't get me wrong I do still get spots like I get breakouts like now and then especially like around here and here but it's nowhere near how it used to be mm. and it's I, I it's because I consistently use dreamy skin I only use it three times a week so I use dreamy skin three nights a week and then I use um talk about other brands but I use the ordinary lactic acid 10% the other nights okay. that combination for me is amazing and okay. like I've tried all the good expensive stuff, but that is that works so well because you've got like the deep exfoliation one night and then you've got like the retinol and the deep nourishing stuff the next night. That is my whole like my favorite thing of my routine. Okay. 
I I told a lie. I have got one more question. Go for it. Because this is about the brand and building a business. Just if you want to let anyone know what would be your piece of advice for someone that's thinking about starting a beauty business right now, 2021? I think it's really about finding like your niche. And actually, when I was a therapist, there were lots of people who were coming out as like life coaches. I think life coaching is like yeah. quite a big thing. Yeah. Apart from like all the pyramid scheme life coaching, but like actual life coaching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real ones. <laughs> I do my course. Um, but like actual life coaching. The courses. Yeah, the courses. Um when I was doing psychotherapy there was quite a lot of life coaching coming out and there were um so quite a lot of people that I would meet in like different or different courses and stuff were life coaches and then I used to go to these like different groups and people would always be like oh I'm trained as a life coach but I don't know how to like set myself apart from like all the other life coaches because there are like so many of them everywhere and you can qualify as one in like three weeks or something and so and it and then but I just remember the just sort of thinking, why did you become a life coach? Because the reason that I became a therapist was because I had really bad anxiety and I was depressed for like a good, I was depressed for a really long time, but like I didn't leave the house for like six weeks one when I was in my 20, like when I was like 25, because I yeah. had, my depression was so bad. And then I was like, that's when I went to therapy and was like, oh, I'm going to become a therapist. But the reason that, people become a life coach is usually because they've experienced something in their lives and that's their own personal story and so you might be someone who's like you know had three kids and had postnatal depression and that's why I I became a coach and so I think the same about starting a skincare company or like a wellness company it's like what is your individual thing that led you to this place of wanting to do it and it's not to make like a quick bit of money because like that's not going to happen because the, like it's really difficult yeah. but like <laughs> the, the margins are terrible but um <laughs> but it's like what what's your individual thing like what do you bring to it is it is it that you're a mum is it that your skin's been really bad is it that you've got eczema you know is it that you've worked in the, in a shop and so you know what people want like what are you bringing and there's something really authentic about that and I think that's where you should start like because that's what people really pick up on it and it needs to be genuine and it can't just be because you want to start a skincare company because it's like really fashionable to have you know purple packaging yeah (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much for listening take a minute to like subscribe perhaps share the episode with someone that you think will be interested And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast. Or you can follow my personal account, which is at Sharice.Kenyon. Feel free to slide into the DMs with any feedback or suggestions for future guests. And I'll see you next week.